Hey, Eric, this is Renee with Metal and Metal Out. How are you doing? Eric, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Sure thing. Uh, y'all have some good stuff happening, man. Y'all just had your your new album, Circle Darkness, come out last... Uh, it's almost been about a month ago, right? In September? Yeah, a little bit over a month now. Yeah. Um, September 18th. Yeah, so how has uh, the reception been from what you've heard so far? Uh, it's been really good. Um, you know, when you're when you're releasing something, you know, you feel very vulnerable. Cause, you know, you're just kind of being judged. But uh, the response has been really good. You know, we've been getting a lot of really good reviews. Um, you know, a lot. Of, it's definitely turned a lot of people on to us for sure. It's been great. Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, just you know, online through social media, a lot of the stuff. I mean, you're the name of the band keeps on popping up uh uh whether the old school influences that you have you know being very raw and uh just i mean y'all hit seems like y'all hit the mark with this album yeah um i'm i'm beyond happy with with everything that uh you know the way everything has been going i just wish we were touring <laughs> i wish <laughs> we were on the road so bad <laughs> oh yeah for sure that's that's uh that's you know just would be the the icing on the cake, you know, just being able to go out and tour. Oh yeah. It would be absolutely amazing to be able to do right now, but hopefully sooner than later. Yeah. Hopefully now when y'all were writing were we, you know, now that the album's been out, have you been a little bit surprised about, you know, the, all the positive responses or during the writing process, did you know you had something special? Um, I, I, I guess it would, you know, it's probably a little bit of back and forth, you know. Um, usually when I'm doing something, I, I, I stay very confident, um, you know, knowing that something good is going to come from it, you know, because, you know, you like to think you have, like, a good sense of what sounds good, right? right. But, um, you know, but there's definitely, you know, I didn't really start to feel that way until it was about to come out. I started, you know, that's when I started to think, like, you know, get those little, like, nervous thoughts or whatever, but... You know, as soon as it came out, all that just went away. You know, you just remember that, you know, you're here for your, for a reason and, and, you know, just do just do what you're supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Now, for the recording process, what, did y'all come in with the songs already mostly constructed or was there any stuff done in the studio? So some of the solos I like to save for when I'm in the studio just, just to, like, kind of catch a vibe. Um, and, and just to really, you get to experiment a lot more and, uh when you're recording it versus when you're just playing along. Um, so some of that stuff and some of the lyrics too, uh, like I didn't finish writing, um, like no respect for the law. Uh, I had most of that written, but there was a couple parts, you know, that I had to finish before the studio. And, um, even some of the parts in the uh, self-titled track I had to finish, uh, just little stuff, you know, uh, most of it's already pretty much done though, as far as like song structure and, and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, the, the main part of the music itself. But lyrics, sometimes I usually wait, um, mostly because I have to kind of catch a, some inspiration or something. You know, lyrics are, are the, definitely the hardest thing to, like, get done and out there. Yeah. Now, do you think that, you know, most of these lyrics that you've put out on this album have come from the vibe that you felt off the songs or maybe just the environment that we're in right now? Uh, well, the, we finished writing this in October of last year, so the environment, um, but that's one thing, too, that, you know, like, when I wrote the song No Respect for the Law, this, that was before 
you know, this stuff was happening that, you know, the current climate that we're in right now with how many people are actually starting to really see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, so a lot of people think that I wrote that because of what's going on right now, but I wrote that last year, um, almost exactly a year ago. And, um, you know, that was something I was feeling then. Uh, I was watching a lot, you know, I'm big into like wrongful convictions and, um, you know, the prison system and, and how that's all ran because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a really fucked up system it, when you really break it down and if you're willing to, to listen and understand how it works. So I was uh, very heavily influenced by like the documentary 13, um, the documentary about Khalif Browder. I mean, those songs just, just I mean, those um, documentaries literally angered me. Um, so I knew I had to say something about it on our record, even though I really don't want to get too political. But um, it just felt appropriate. Like I, that was probably the one thing I've, I've never felt more inspired to write about ever. Um, the other songs just kind of come with the flow. Sometimes I know what I'm going to write about, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the song. It's just um, the thought I had. And I go, okay, well, you know what? I'm thinking this right now, so I'm going to put it on this song because it just happens to be the one that I need lyrics to or whatever. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I noticed, you know, being a, a fan, fan of metal since, I mean, I grew up listening to metal, Kiss, you know, ACD. I grew up through with all that stuff. And, you know, up until today, uh, one of the things that's always been at least very evident is that metal music is can really take a stand, you know, against injustices. I mean, sure, there are other, you know, genres that touch on it a little bit, but, you know, consistently... For decades, metal music has just put it in the forefront and shove it in your face and let you know, look, this shit is happening and this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, you know, I, I think the same thing. But also on the other side of it, too, you know, I, I think metal bands do need to kind of put their stances out there, you know, assuming that they're the correct or, you know, I won't, I won't say correct, but right. we'll say... Um, Ethics, I don't know. I don't even know. What, I think you get what I'm trying to say, but put it put it out there because you know a lot of times the stigma that metalheads get is usually very it's not very good. Yeah. You know, so if you can get out there what, what you want you know, or what you're believing in uh, or whatever, you know, I think that's good. So, so some people do know where you're at because you know I don't think you necessarily have to be a political band, but I think most of the time as fans, you know, it's very uh, you know it feels good to know that bands that you're listening to or people that you admire stand on the same side as you, you know? Right. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, and you're, and you're exactly right to where it's not so much that they have to take a political stance, but there is a way to construct the lyrics to where it reverberates, you know, in all different languages, in all different climates, and throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, I don't know how far back you go, but I remember listening to maybe, like, Minor Threat, way back when in the day when they started like with the you know straight edge movement and stuff like that and and for myself growing up as a kid they're like okay well this makes sense to me to where it just kind of fueled you know my thoughts yeah I, I agree I mean when I was uh you know when I was getting into you know I'm 31 so when I was getting into music you know my bands at the time that were Kind of, kind of the same vibe as you with the minor thread, but it was more like bands like uh, Bane and Champion, and uh, you know they were they were kind of in that same vibe where it was really just more about like a positive lifestyle. You right. know, um, also straight edge too. Uh, I was straight edge up until high school, but literally <laughs> pretty much the day I got out of high school, that ended real quick. Right. Who was it? 
<laughs> we were actually my drummer that was in the band right now probably had a lot to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a good thing, you know. But I mean, that's how powerful that music. I mean, I mean, and the the lyrics that you have in this album too is you know it's gonna be influential for other people and maybe realize or even wake up to some of the injustice that we have. So it's going to be a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely, you know, I always worry, uh, writing lyrics sometimes, man, because some people can't really differentiate the difference between what's real and what's fake. You know, uh, sometimes you try to write something that's like strictly fantasy. Uh, you know, it could be something extremely brutal and, and people might take it literal. Like, Oh, is this, you know, is this what you really think? Like, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> it just sounds crazy, bro. That's, Point, you know right well i mean i think I, I've, there's been interviews for, with slayer too they're like come on are you serious like who's going to take our lyrics seriously i mean you would have mass murders all over the place <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of people you know the same people that say that shit are the same people that are going to go home and watch some crazy fucked up movie you know oh, what yeah. I mean? and it's like what's the difference you know there's there's literally i'm doing it with words and you're visually watching it now so what's worse you know right yeah to each his own so anyway, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for yourself, you play guitar, you know, how long have you been playing guitar and who was that guitar player that kind of made you say, you know what, I want to do that too? Um, for me, my first, uh, I was, I was playing guitar pretty much like as soon as I was pretty much born, my dad plays guitar and oh, yeah. I mean, he is like, he was relentless when I was young. Where's your guitar? Where's your guitar? Where's your guitar? Why aren't you playing? Why aren't you playing? I mean, nonstop, like schooling me. Eddie Van Halen didn't, you know, he, he would sit in his room for hours and hours and hours, and this guy would sit in his room for hours and hours. He wouldn't go out. They'd just play guitar. I mean, he would pound it in my head, you yeah. know, that if I want to be good, I got to keep playing. Yeah. And um, my first person that I fell in love with my guitar was Ace Freely, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, I was a big-time Kiss fan when I was a kid, uh, completely obsessed. I mean, it was really the first band that I would listen to just nonstop. Um, you know, it wasn't until I got a little bit... You know, I mean, this is I'm talking when I'm like between the ages of like seven and ten or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then later, my love kind of turned into like Randy Rhodes and Iommi because I got turned on to Sabbath and you know um, Ozzy solo stuff and and things like that. But that's what kind of got me into the more like metal side of things. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I just I recently watched that. Ozzy Osbourne uh, documentary on YouTube, and that was pretty great because it covered the album Blizzard of Oz, which of course Randy Rhodes was, you know, a great great part of. Mm-hmm. And the, I haven't I, seen that yet. It's on YouTube, you said. Yeah, it was on YouTube, and it was free for. I'm thinking it was free for like about a week, but uh, it was pretty awesome to see some rare photos and see. You know, they even played played some uh, tracks from just Randy just shredding on the guitar, which is freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a fucking man, for sure. Yeah, you got, definitely got to check it out. So, uh, you know, also talking about your sound now, you're, you're to me, because, I mean, I've, I'm a little bit older than you are. I'm 45, so I kind of grew up in, you know, a few decades of uh, different types of metal. It, it's very reminiscent of, like, 80s and 90s crossover. So, for, you know, for some people that are not familiar, crossover was kind of like a mix of thrash and hardcore is, is that something that was kind of intentional or it just that's just what came out out of you yeah no, i mean it was definitely intentional uh we wanted to sound exactly like early 90s late 80s metal i you know especially like you know all the scott burns era stuff like that was like definitely what we were going for you know specifically like 
you know, a rise sepultura sound, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Um, we just wanted to make it just a little more heavier. You know, that was really the, the main goal was, okay, how can I have this same 90 sound going on, you know, that was going on in thrash that kind of had the heavier aspects to it, but then also incorporate, you know, the nineties death metal sound that was going on too, you know, and, and making them work. Yeah. And that's very difficult to do because not many bands, there's a lot of bands that try to emulate that. And, and right now there's kind of resurgence of trying to sound like a, you know, a little bit, you know, older thrash band, and, but there, it's very hard to accomplish that. Uh, but I think y'all y'all were able to somehow magically time travel and get some of that sound and bring it up to date. Yeah, I, I and I appreciate that too. It's definitely what we're we're going for. I, I think the main thing bands miss out on when they try to do that is they they don't think uh, you know realistic sometimes. Like when you, when you're trying to mix the genres together, you can't make it sound like this is thrash and this is death metal. You have to kind of make it all one thing. You can't really like. You know, there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of bands that are coming out now that are like ex hardcore guys doing um, death metal, yeah. which a lot of them are really badass. A lot of them are, are my homies and they're, they're doing badass bands. But there's there's a lot of newer like younger kids doing it, and they just can't get away from hardcore. They just they want to do death metal, but they cannot stop going back to playing hardcore with death metal tuning. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's stuff like that. You just gotta be realistic in what you're writing. Yeah. Now, uh, during the writing process, was there any one song that, you know, you just could not get, you know, fully constructed or gave you a little bit more difficult time? Uh, yeah, the, honestly, the self-titled Circle of Darkness, the song, was probably the most difficult one. I wasn't, there, there is actually, if you listen to that song, the way it ends, it ends on, um, it ends on this core B, B chord, well, actually it would be whatever, it ends on this chord, and there's actually another part of that song, probably another 30 seconds, but I was in the studio, or, uh, well, I wasn't in the studio, but I was talking with Arthur, and I was like, man, just cut that half off. I was like, I don't even want it in here anymore, you know, and, uh, you know, I had, like, the lyrical content pretty much done, uh, what I was going to do, but I didn't, I wasn't quite sure and how it was going to go, because, you know, if you listen to that song, um, when the chorus first comes in, there's no vocals on it. And then when it, the second half, there is. And then when you go to the next chorus, there's vocals over the whole entire thing, which I was battling if I wanted to do that or not. I mean, it was that, that was definitely the song where I was like, man, I just don't know what I should do. You know, <laughs> I just got to just own it, I guess. Yeah. Now, do you do you find yourself like being too hard on yourself when, when you're writing music? extent yeah uh but you know there's 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 a lot to be said when you know a, a lot of people fall into this thing when they're writing where they kind of they get caught up in perfecting it too much and I, I try not to do that um if i write something and i think it sounds good right there and then i'm leaving it yeah. I, I, for the most part i will not touch it unless like um i'm adding like vocals or something and i can kind of hear something cool that i could do in the music to maybe like help the vocals or just or you know do something with the vocals but you know, I, I, tr I definitely try not to be that type of person to be like nitpicking to the point where the song never comes out or it takes X amount of time to make it, you know? Yeah, sometimes simplicity is the best, man. Yeah, you know, and I went to, when I went to school for, for music, man, I, I didn't realize how many people out there are like that, where they'll like work on, you know, they'll just never put anything out. They'll work on something for years, an yeah. EP or anything for 
years and they just won't put it out. It's yeah. like, what are you doing, dude? Just put it out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's that fear of whether somebody's going to like it, but that is that that's definitely what it is for sure. Yeah. 100%. You know, as you know, I've interviewed different bands, but some of the things that what one of the recurring uh themes has been, you know, some of these older bands is that they put out music just for themselves, you know, and if people are going to like it, they're going to like it. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, that's how you should really think, though, you know, like, it, 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 at the end of the day, if you put yourself in, in your, a position to where you can, like, objectively listen to your music, you know, a lot of times I sit there and think, would I like this if it wasn't me, yeah. you know, I, I'll sit there and, and think that, or, or I'll even show it to my friends, you know, that I know you know, would, would like this kind of music. And if I get a certain rise out of them with certain songs and I know, okay, this is the one, you know, there, this is, you know, this part, I'm onto something here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a, I guess, a confirmation that you're doing something right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, you know, there's no way to avoid this, you know, with everybody's just suffering right now with not able to tour, not only just the bands, but everybody that supports, you know, everything's going on behind the scenes but for yourself and the band, how have y'all been able to kind of keep busy and kind of keep productive? Uh, we've just been, you know, we practice uh, once or twice a week, depending on everyone's schedule. Uh, right now, we're getting ready to do a live stream, um, you know, so we've just been really grinding that out. Um, you know, I just did a guitar playthrough video, and, you know, we just do trying to stay active on social media, you know, anybody, you know, anyone that messages us or... Or says anything, you know, we, we always, you know, engage and, and talk to everybody, you know, and just trying to just trying to stay stay active, you know, just trying to say, hey, we're still here. You know, for the most part. <laughs> right. Uh, there's not a really whole lot you can do, you know. We we've gotten asked to play some shows. Um, you know, people want to do like some outside events and stuff like that, but you know, we we don't really want to perpetuate the problem. Yeah. Uh, we kind of want it to go away. So, yeah, for sure. You know, I don't think anybody should really be playing shows right now because I feel like if you're if you're in music, you want this to go away, right? We don't want this to, to stick around. So if you're playing shows, you're kind of perpetuating the problem. Right. Yeah, you, so, you're just making it linger. Yeah, I mean, if you don't think that having 100 people show up, quote-unquote social distancing at your show is... is helping the or not helping the problem is definitely not <laughs> you know yeah my maybe helping yourself i mean i trust me i'd love to play in front of people even if they're 20 feet away from me i don't care but it's just you know it is what it is yeah you know and another one of the dangerous things uh especially for artists you know are there musicians anybody that uses something to express themselves you know be right now not being able to tour is for some people is you know very hard mentally you know, how, for yourself, how you been able to kind of, you know, keep occupied or things to kind of keep some good mental health? Yeah, um, I mean, like, the not playing part is, is is terrible, you know, but what I'm finding as of late um, to be even harder is the fact that, like, you know, i got a lot of friends that, that are in music, you know, in big bands and, and this and that and whatever, and, you know, I don't get, I haven't seen any of them. I'm used to seeing them, you know, three, four times a year, whether I'm in their city or they're in my city. And, yeah. you know, that's the weird part for me, you know? Um, so a lot of it's been like, you know, I'll FaceTime some people just to see them, you know, and, and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's really the more difficult part thing for me right now. It's just, 
you know, okay, I'm kind of past the fact, okay, I'm not going to play shows. But then it's like, you know, I start thinking about, like, man, I haven't seen this dude in a year, and I'm so used to seeing this guy three, four times a year, and, you know, a lot of people like that. Yeah, it's missing, it's missing your big musical family. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, and even, even on a local level, you know, I mean, there's, there's certain people, and I'm sure everyone, you know, has the same thing, you know, there's certain people that I only see at shows, you know, I won't see them nowhere else, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, that might be the only way I literally know them is just going to the show, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy times, man. Uh, you did mention that you are going to be setting up a live stream. You know, how difficult is is that to make happen? Right now, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> right now it's, been, it's been fairly difficult. Uh, <laughs> we just, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that we were going to give something that was quality, you know, um, yeah. I didn't want to give somebody, you know, I don't want to just play in front of uh, my phone. You know what I mean? I want it to be a very nice production, lighting, camera angles, you know, I want it to be nice. You know, yeah. something that, that that is definitely interesting because, I mean, you know, watching just a band play in front of their phone, man, it, it's cool, you know, it's cool to see, but it, the look of it overall is just not very good. I want something that's very visually, like, stimulating, just as, you know, just as much as the music is. Yeah. It sounds really good. So if you're at home, you know, listening to it on, on your computer with some good speakers or whatever, you know, it's going to bang, you know? Right. Have you yourself purchased any of these live streams from any of these bands? Um, no, I was too. I was supposed to go watch the Behemoth one with my singer, but I ended up, I'm a dad too. We're all pretty much dads. So yeah. I had to do the dad life. But oh, I watched, um, I, I don't know if Black Diamond Murders was a live stream, but I watched their like show that they had. Uh, I know Power Trip had a live show thing that I watched too. Um, um, trying to think of what other ones. Um, uh, Rhythm of Fears, I, they they did some stuff that I watched. Uh, I missed the obituary one. Same reason, I was just dad mode, but right. I wanted to watch the obituary one. I know they're doing another one. I think of um, one yep, of their other. Slowly records. we rot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're doing another one now because they just did that one. Oh, did they? Oh shit! I guess yeah. I missed it. <laughs> Yeah, they just did that one, like, I think it was, I think it was yesterday. It might have been yesterday or two days ago. Oh, shit. You know, I'm sure, I mean, most of them, you can go ahead and, you know, they'll, like, release it afterwards, you know, right. so that you can go see it again, but like, they're definitely doing another one. Yeah. I can I think of right now. But you're right. Yeah, they're going to do another one of Cause of Death, that's what it is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but you're right. You know, setting up that brick production is it takes a lot. It's not something you can just like, okay, guys, let's go ahead and uh, do this tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. And then you know, you got to think about you know lighting. That's a guy, or you know, and then engineer. You know, that's another guy who's on set mixing for you guys. And yeah, and, you know, three, four cameras. That's a no. That's that's each a person. You know, so yeah, <laughs> it's 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 expensive too. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah for sure. Now you know, uh, we also we're we're hoping this will eventually you know we'll get over the hump of this pandemic. Have y'all by any chance you know started making plans for twenty twenty one? Maybe any summer festivals or anything to to look out for. So we don't have anything booked as of right now. Um, really, what it's been is. Uh, you know, we have a tour agent and our manager, and they're, they're always, you know, 
they're the ones that are keeping up with when I, I, I like you. I, I would say like when they think it's gonna be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like oh, like before before you know, just for example, a few months ago I was hearing oh, you know, February of next year is when all these bands are gonna start. You know, right. February twenty twenty one, and then that got pushed, and then that got pushed. You know, so they're 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 constantly keeping up. You know, so that way when it does, whenever it does become normal, that we'll be ready. You know. Yeah. But um, there isn't anything really booked right now. I mean, at this point, I think it's almost, you know, I've just seen a lot of bands announce stuff. And as they announce it, I'm like, that's not going to happen. I mean, I'll literally look right at it. And, that's, that's not happening. Right. You know, I know that they're going to have to announce again that you're canceling. But, right. you know, at least it's content, I suppose. Yeah. Something that they're posting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess it's something also for the fans to show the fans that are there that the band is at least trying, you know, to get out yeah. there. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it, it's it's rough. I mean, right now, as far as I know, man, you know, the only places I'm really hearing about is like Europe, you know, yes. because Europe supposedly, you know, has really taken care of this virus the way you know, that we should have. And, yeah, um, no kidding. <laughs> man, it's a joke what we've been doing. Yeah, man, I don't... You know, at this point, I just wish that, you know, everyone could just understand, like, look, man, like, you know, put away the views and just do whatever it takes at this point, man, because, you know, the really the only people that are truly suffering are people in the entertainment industry. Right. And they don't... They don't care. I mean, most people just don't care. They don't even think of it as like, you know, I was having a conversation with my uncle who's in his 80s. And, uh, you know, he, he was like, oh, well, there's no money in that anyway. So there's no money in that. Like, dude, oh you're talking gosh. about festivals that are, you know, millions and millions of dollars going to these. You yeah. know, just, just for example, not, not one that I really care about, but like a festival like Coachella, you know how much money goes in there? I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah. And all the workers and, I mean... You know, we're the ones really suffering. All these people that don't wear masks or wear masks or whatever, they don't they don't see that shit. They don't care. You right. Know? Right. So it's 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 rough. I just want it to go away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the problem with today, man, is like you know, before you you know, before the internet, you'd actually have to research and go somewhere like a library or whatever, get a book, and actually have to research something to say that you know it. Yeah. You know now. And then it turned into, well, now you can look up the internet and get the answers. Well, now you can go on the internet and literally get whatever you want. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's right, wrong. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. You can get whatever you want. You can type in that question however way you want to word it, and someone out there is going to agree with you and say you're right. Yeah. So, <laughs> There's it's, a, it's fucked up. Yeah, you got all the, you'll have a blogger support you somehow. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I, I've, I've worked in, like, you know, like the grow industry and, and all these new growers, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, I read here and I read there. I said, dude, you're reading on a forum, bro. You don't, that guy could be in his mom's basement and grew one plant. He don't know shit. Right. You know? And he's sitting here <laughs> telling you like he's some master. There's a lot of people that fall victim to that shit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. Well, one of the things that, that you did mention uh, is how expensive that, you know, putting on this live stream is going to be. So for fans to be able to kind of help support you, what can they do right now besides purchasing the album? What else can they do? Um, that that for sure. And then we're going to be dropping um, some new merch here. We're just waiting on artwork. So we'll be dropping some new merch uh, here in like probably the next week. Um, that would definitely, that, that would help us probably the most um, if you purchase some merch. Um, you know, the live stream is going to be, 
I can't really say too much, but it's good. it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be a lot of really good bands on it. It's gonna be like a package type deal. So oh, very cool. it'll be real cool. Um, definitely check that out. And just you know, the best thing you can do for us right now, aside from buying stuff, is just posting and sharing. You know, try to get us on on your friends' radars. You know, show show people. That's really the best thing that could happen right now. Yeah, and it and it doesn't cost anything to share. You know, it costs nothing to show love, man. It, yeah, you know what? It costs more to hate than it does to show love. So right, always show love. Yeah, always show that that share button, like it. You know, try to show you know to show it to as many people as possible. That's a, that's the best thing we can do for for everybody in the music industry. Exactly, especially these you know these newer bands like us and stuff. You know, we we really could use because you know touring is the biggest way for us to really get out there. Yes, and uh, and get people going. And uh, without that, right now, you know, we we definitely need to you know we're relying on people to help us get out there. You yeah, know? and that that's what it was thing I was talking to a friend of mine that that's who's going to take. From the music industry, that's who's going to take the biggest hit is going to be the younger bands because you don't, you're not able to tour and, and promote it and get it out there as much. It's going to be rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I was talking with somebody before and they were like, oh, well, so and so is having a drive through thing. And I'm like, dude, you're talking about Metallica. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> They're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, kind of coming to the conclusion of our, our interview, Eric, is there anything else that you would like to promote for the band or any parting words? Yeah. Just uh, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Bandcamp. Uh, you know, we just dropped some, a guitar playthrough on YouTube. We got three, three other videos up uh, for our music. Um, our tag is play gears. Uh, am I, um, just hit us up, buy, buy uh, Circle of Darkness, I don't need one, and uh, just come say what's up. Yeah, awesome. Well, Eric, thank you very much. Uh, as soon as that's, you know, all that news information comes out about the stream, I mean, I'll be promoting it as heck as, as much as possible, too, man. I wish you the best. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks. You take care. Have a good one. Bye.